You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Trump is preparing to make what the White House is calling a major statement this morning. He is expected to speak in about an hour after tweeting last night that something very big has just happened amid reports of a U.S. military assault in Syria believed to have targeted Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the leader of Islamic State. Baghdadi's death has not been confirmed, but NPR's Daniel Estern reports a Syrian rescue worker told NPR about 10 bodies that were recovered from the site of the strike. This video from the Syrian search and rescue group The White Helmets shows a crater in the ground, twisted rebar, and rubble. Desert hills are in the distance. An official with the group tells NPR a two-story building was destroyed in the strike and that rescue workers spent all night recovering and burying bodies. The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights Monitoring Group says eight helicopters and a warplane belonging to U.S.-led coalition forces fighting ISIS struck an area north of the Syrian city of Idlib, close to the Turkish border. It says heavy strikes targeted ISIS positions for about two hours, with militants firing back at helicopters, and it says many have been wounded in the attack. The observatory says it does not yet know whether ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was killed in the attack. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Beirut. The California utility Pacific Gas and Electric began cutting off power to nearly a million homes and businesses across 36 counties last night as strong winds whip up the Kincaid fire burning in Sonoma County. The mayor of San Jose, San Licardo, is warning residents to be prepared for an extended blackout. We believe 
that although the shutoffs uh, are projected to be much shorter, everyone should be prepared for an extended shutoff. That is the worst case scenario. That could be five to seven days uh, if they are not able to restore power right away due to challenges with inspection or with changes in weather. Not only is power out, but authorities last night ordered mandatory evacuations affecting some 90,000 residents in Sonoma County. Commemorations are being held today in Pittsburgh, marking one year since the shooting inside the Tree of Life synagogue. Eleven Jewish worshippers were killed. Lucy Perkins of Member Station WESA reports. Last October, Rabbi Jeffrey Myers described pulling his congregants attending Saturday morning services to safety as a gunman opened fire. A year later, you can still see signs posted in yards and hanging in shop windows with the phrase, Stronger Than Hate. The now familiar phrase was a rallying cry that brought the city together in the aftermath of the shooting and is just as relevant in Pittsburgh today. This weekend, residents are remembering the victims with community service, prayer, and Torah study. The synagogue has been closed ever since the shooting as leadership determines what to do with the building. In the meantime, other synagogues in Pittsburgh have opened their doors to the three congregations housed at Tree of Life and say they can worship there as long as they need. For NPR News, I'm Lucy Perkins in Pittsburgh. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. And I think I've done more than any other first-term president ever. I have a phony witch hunt, which is just a phony pile of stuff. Mueller comes out, there's no collusion, and essentially a ruling. I see no you looking there with a little smirk. How many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Harassment of the witness. What's wrong with that? You need your medication. Well, the, uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since uh, Sunday, are serious, disappoint- disappointing, and very credible. It's very sad. Uh, the brave women who came forward are owed justice. Now to the latest on a Harris County juvenile judge under investigation after he reportedly released nearly all of the children that appeared before him the day after he lost what real we life. have not seen before, in our recent public life at least, blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying. Making stuff up. The president said he passed a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is uh, the 27th of October, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. At its best, I'm your host, J. Rouse. Thank you guys so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. Four days before you little goblins and goblins and ghouls get out there and collect that free candy. Hope they be safe while they do it. In the meantime, between time, we have a show to do, and you know how we get down. We always make sure we bring the noise. So, like as always, I never should have stayed by myself, but I'm damn near by myself because let me break it down for you. Miss Vanessa A. Belly from the McAnelli is enjoying what we call retirement. Uh, she's out and about. I think she's, I don't know where she is. She's like south of the border. I don't know where Vanessa is. But anyway, we miss her. 
Happy anniversary to Johnny D. It's his anniversary weekend, so he's spending time with his wife and kids. Beautiful family, beautiful wife, and just a beautiful brother. So we'll see him next week. And, of course, our main man, the man I call the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit, usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio. So that leaves one name that I did not call. And you know who he is, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side. He is in the house, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing outstanding, Miss Elias. Glad to hear be here sharing the stage with you as always. Uh, you know, just just ready to talk about it, man. Just a Sunday morning roundtable, you know what that means. It means we're talking about mm-hmm. what y'all want to talk about and I can't wait to hear what you have on the docket. First up, appreciate you being in the house. Wow, man! You know what? It, it, I, I'm 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 at a loss this morning, man. I got so much I want to say, but I don't know which way to go with it. You know? Well, I tell you what, <laughs> you have a few have a few minutes. Think about it, brother. While I continue to extend our pleasantries, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. Chat room should be open. You can go and hang out there, or you can go hang out on all the social media sites that we monitor throughout the show. And remember, if your comments are good tasteful and not disrespectful uh, you'll hear those comments during the chatterbox section of the show which is about two hours away well actually about an hour and a half away but in the meantime we have a lot to talk about it is the Sunday morning roundtable once a month we asked our host to bring table to bring topics to the table that they would like to discuss and with all the things that are currently going on there should be a plethora of topics to discuss now right before we right before I get into it though breaking news if you haven't heard by now President Trump and the Trump administration has uh, killed the leader of ISIS. Uh, this is a big deal, folks. I know some people may not like this guy, but this is huge. This is huge. Now, if you've been listening to the press conference, which I think just concluded, the president, in his own unique way, uh, delivered the uh, message to the nation. You know, and, and, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. He said the guy went out like a whimpering coward. And I'm pretty sure some Americans will love the fact that the um, that the American president was really raw in his comments and, you know, just um, not the most presidential person in the world. But we have to give credit where credit is due, Mr. Elias. He took out a big, 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 big fish in the fight for terrorism. Your thoughts? Well, you know, something, man, I, I, I do, man, appreciate that he did take care of that, man. Bottom line is, you know, where terrorism is is right back at our front door with the, what he did in uh, Turkey. So, you know, by taking the military out of Turkey, so terrorism is going to be right back at our front door. So I I do thank God that they did get the leader, but there is going to be somebody else. You cut the head off that snake, another one will grow. So we need to wipe out the, just more than the lead. We need to wipe out the whole terrorist cell. So, Thank God he did do that one. You know, it's interesting. I call it the Tim Tebow effect, right? For those of you all who may not know, Tim Tebow, former NFL quarterback, this is a guy that played horrible, horrible for three and a half quarters. But he does something right at the end that saves his team and everyone hails him as a hero. And I used to always say about Tim Tebow, hell, if you'd have played like you had some sense in the first three and a half quarters, you wouldn't be in that predicament. You know, the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers where he played horribly. Then he yeah. got lucky and hit a slant pattern, and uh, and, and the receiver took yeah. it to the house, and all of a sudden, you know, he's a hero. And to me, this situation is still the same. This guy created that problem by pulling U.S. troops out of that region. 
But now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. How much of a bump is he going to get from this, Mr. Elias? Because he's going to get a bump. I mean, look, it's like I said before, you hate to give the man credit. But at the end of the day, you know, as Americans, we should root for our president. We want him to be successful. I mean, because this is the country in which we live. I am, so in a way, you say... Just like they rooted for Barack Obama. I'm going to root for him just like they rooted for Barack Obama. Nah, but see, but see, Mr. Elias, see, you're... you're, you're see, I don't see, care. See, see, hey, you're, you know what? Uh, you, well, you, know you should. I'm tired of, I'm tired you of should. Playing, I'm tired of playing like the Democrats play. Nope, I'm going to root for him just like they did Barack Obama. Mr. Elias, but, but see, here's, okay, but hold on, hold on, it's a Sunday, it's a Sunday, let me, let me transfer for this into b- biblical terms, there are people out there that will not go worship and do the things they need to do from a spiritual standpoint, because they say things like all, all, you know, all preachers are crooked, you know, oh, they're crooked, they're crooked and all that, you know, I don't believe in, the preacher is just a messenger, they're not God, they're not Jesus, so people that use that excuse, you shouldn't use that. That man, he has flesh. He is full of sin just like you. He prays for forgiveness just like everybody else. And to make the transition or the correlation to what we're talking about with Trump, Trump is just the president. He's going to be gone. This is our, He represents the country. So for us to sit here and say, well, you know, I'm going to give him the same type of love that gave Barack Obama, that don't make you no different than them. Well, then I, I mean, it just really does it. I don't give a damn. I look how dirty they are. I'm going to be just as dirty as they are. I don't care. But, Mr. Elias, but, but Mr. Elias, my that point to you. That is the problem with Democrats now. That is their problem. They're too damn soft. I don't care. What do you I mean? Don't, okay, don't, okay. Let, let, let's soft. bring it to this situation here. Let's bring it to the situation that's on the, on the board right now. We're talking about they killed the leader of ISIS. How can you not root and say, hey, I well done, Mr. Old. President? Well, the same reason they were the same way the same way they did when he killed Osama bin Laden. What they do? What they well, say? And, and they did. Hmm. I mean, he had a huge. President Obama had a huge bump after that. Now it went away shortly thereafter, but he had a huge bump. They had people marching in the streets at the White House saying "Bravo, Bravo, Bravo," because they knew that man was the mastermind behind nine eleven. Was it? Was it? Was it some of his haters? No, Mr. L- but Mr. Nope. Yes, here's the thing that you and I talk about even off the air. You know, the bottom line is you're not going to have a hundred percent of anything. If, if if a poll comes out and says sixty-seven percent of Americans want a new president, you know, there there are, there's thirty-three percent out there that loves the guy that's in office. Okay. So I mean, we can't. Well, you know, so you're going to sit here and say the majority of Americans. I am Mr. going to give him the same respect they gave President Obama. Wow. Well, that makes you no different than them. Okay, I don't want to be. How about that? Anyway, and that's the same. So, that, so that's, that's one of the problems of this nation. That's a problem of this nation. You don't want to be okay. different. Are they going to change? Are they going to change? What does that happen, Mr. Elias? What does that Okay. I don't give a damn. They're too, the Democrats are too soft. They're too soft. I don't care. Mr. Elias, you know, they say you soft. fight the battles. What, what, what movie was that? You say you fight the battles. Uh, that was the American yes, president. Sir. You fight the battles, which you can fight. Mr. Elias, there's no way you should run around here mm-hmm. and don't give the president credit for killing the head of ISIS. You have to give him uh, credit for that. I gave him Period. I gave him Well, then, I, so I then, but then you come back I and make a comment. That, but also, he also created that situation, didn't he? True. I agree. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the problem. Why, why pat him on the back? 
That's called like it is. He, he created because he killed because he, Mr. Elias, because he killed the leader of ISIS, which will in turn save some American lives. You can't be so blinded mm-hmm. for your hate for this man not to give him credit when credit's due. Look, I'm going to give him the same credit that gave Barack Obama. That's what I'm So that makes do. you, okay, so who's the day, Mr. Elias? Who's the day? The, 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 the Who's Republican the day? Party. The, the people base. that we talk his about base. all the time? His base. Okay, so the people his that base. we criticize all the time for being racist, for being people who don't understand normal Americans, the people that we criticize that you fight with every day, every Sunday in the chat mm-hmm. room, when you say I'm going to give them the I'm going to give them the same respect that day, you're putting yourself in their category. So you are a part of I the day now. Time it needs to be. It needs to be. What is it getting? What is, what is it? What is it getting Democrats to be so loyal and so nobody's telling? Oh my goodness! Okay, come on in, wow. folks. Yeah, let's 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 do like let's do. Let, I'm giving them the same respect they gave Barack Obama. Wow. What's wrong right. with that? Well, it looks like what is wrong with that? Looks like our big sisters in the house. Let, let's bring her in because I'm pretty sure she's on your side. But let's bring in Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli. Vanessa, good morning. <laughs> You know, I, I, <laughs> good morning, guys. I mean, good my morning. Into, I miss y'all so much. I love y'all. I just want y'all to know I miss y'all so, so much that I am in the trying to get my luggage more. to get ready to get off this plane, I mean, off this ship. We're in Long Beach, and we got to get to Los Angeles, and then we got a really, really long day to travel back to Texas. But I, I've only been able to listen and look at MSNBC on this ship for eight days because they did look not have you. CNN. Convert. Uh, so, Just convert. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting here while y'all are talking before I even turn into y'all, and I'm listening to Trump talk about um, uh, the man who's over ISIS and that he wants to kill mm. that daddy. And, okay, so I am, this is where I am with that. Let me tell you. I give this man credit for getting the leader of ISIS. I do. Good job, 45. What I did not like was he promoted it to this man being uh, more of a criminal than some, forgive me for saying it wrong, Mohammed bin Laden, the one that Obama killed, the one who did New York. He He said that this man was worse than what had happened in New York for 9-11. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's true. I think that that was putting down how many people were killed for 9-11, trying to make himself look bigger than life for what he has done. If he would just take credit for what he did do and stop trying to make himself bigger than life than Obama, then maybe people won't get so offended. I appreciate what he did. I think that was a good job. But I don't want you to put down the people who were killed for 9-11 because Bin Laden did it, because Bin Laden was killed by Obama. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So I guess I'm with you, with Jay, and I'm with Les, but I'm mainly with Jay. Give this man, he's such a, he's such a screw-up, y'all, that give him the little credit that he can get, okay? So I do give him credit for this. But don't put down 9-11 people trying to make – he just said that. I was sitting here listening to it. He said 
that this man was bigger than what had happened with 9-11 with Bin Laden. Now, nobody heard of Bin Laden. Everybody's heard of this man. I mean, you stop making this so big in life. That's all I got to Yeah, you know what? And that's his problem. His problem is, and this is the problem you have with this guy, and it's hard to root for him, because instead of him standing up there, now, first of all, that speech was like, okay. It was like us talking, hey, man, you know, that joke was crying like a, you know, you know, the scene from uh, Trading Places. He was crying like a, yeah. You know, the bottom line is, is that just stand up there, make the announcement. You know, he has his own flavor. You know, he talked about he was whimpering, he was crying like a coward. And, you know, listen, yep. some presidents may not do that. You know, I mean, listen, I'm at a point now where, hey, he said something I actually agreed with, Vanessa. He said, listen, he said, I think people need to know how he went out. You know, you think this guy is some brave warrior and all this other stuff. He, he went out like a sissy. Well, you can't release the video. I mean, well, maybe they would. I don't know. You never know with Trump. But at the end of the day, he is always comparing himself with what we call the G-O-F, the G-O-O, the ghost of Obama. I mean, he's always trying to compare himself with Barack Obama. And he can't just – he always has to take pop shots. Dude, President Obama's been out of office for three years. Yep. Let it go, man. Yep. This is your it's, – it's on your watch. And he's like, oh, well, you know, this is bigger than that. Because you know what? What he's tr- He is in political sub- – first of all, he says his ego is that big. So let's not, I'm not even going to say he's in political um, – he's trying to stay alive politically, survival mode. I'm not going to say that because at the end of the day, uh, he's like them his anyway. That's just who he is, right? But, you know, he always has to go after President Obama. I mean, my goodness. I mean, what is wrong? Make the announcement. Let Americans give you the kudos for what you did. Kudos. But at the end of the day, let's leave it at that. This guy is he's crazy. I mean, he's nuts. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. So, Vanessa, did I'll you ask you the same question I asked. He said she was uh, at a training facility. I thought I heard that. That she yeah, watched how the soldiers train. This- and she said, this is nothing nothing like I've ever seen. So let's not, yeah, I, I, just give me a minute. But I thought he said, Vanessa, <laughs> but Vanessa, I thought he said that, that, that she was witnessing Ameri- American troops training. I don't think she was in the sit room. I, I, that she wouldn't be allowed there. So That's not uh, what I'm saying. I'm so let me finish. What I was saying was how she got time to go and look at this training, but as a first lady, what has she done to help the children, which is what she said that she was going to do while she was in office. So while you out there looking at trainings with your husband, what have you done as first lady? That's what I was just going to say. What has she done? Nothing. Well, 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 see, wait a minute now. We have to be fair, you know, and, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you what I mean by this. No, 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 no. Let me, well, you ask the question, let me answer it. So what I'm saying is this, Vanessa, is that, People always say, like, for example, when President Obama was in office, right, he'd go out and play golf. Oh, my goodness, there's so many things going on. Why, you ain't got time to do all this? Listen, if she goes out and watches training for two hours in a day, I mean, that's not preventing her from performing her other duties. Now, let me tell you this. Her husband is the reason why the things she's doing is being overshadowed. Because, listen, uh, uh, First Lady uh, Trump, She's still carrying on Michelle Obama's garden. She's the annual thing that Michelle Obama would have in the garden, bringing in local kids to pick vegetables. She's still doing those types of things. I mean, so, I mean, they're being overshadowed by her husband. 
I'm not saying that she was as active as Michelle Obama, because I don't think so, but there's no room. There's nothing. There are stories that we have missed on this show because of something that this White House is doing. I mean, listen, the Trump administration is the gift that keeps on giving. Go ahead, Vanessa. Jay, that might be true that she's working with the garden, that she has the Easter Bunny out there, that she helped to decorate the Christmas tree. That might be good. But Miss Bush had a reading program that is still going on that is something that is worth something. Michelle Obama did um, the eating program and stuff at the schools and education on how kids need to be exercised and that kind of stuff. I don't care about right, let's stuff. move. I don't care about no garden. I don't care about no Christmas tree. But, but Vanessa, wait a minute, Vanessa. I, I don't, Vanessa, no, no, the garden no, no, is a no, 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 because of, of no, Jay. Be, Jay, Go ahead. no, no. I'm listening. I'm listening. Because Jay, okay. oh, Michelle Obama is the one who created the garden, so it's not a big deal that she kept it up. That's not a big deal. She should. The but garden, what is she but, but doing Vanessa, about the children? The garden was a part what of the, the, the. But the okay, but wait a minute now. Okay, listen, I'll give you that. I don't know, but what I'm saying is that the guard was a part of the Eat Better. It was a part of that initiative. That's the reason why they brought local. She brings local school kids in. You know, c- continuing. And I give her credit for this. She's continuing a tradition. Hopefully, that first ladies will continue for years to come. Because she could have been a like ding dong like her husband and had that guard pulled out of there. But. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that she's not doing anything because I don't know because we don't have time to look into what she's doing because this fool is in but the I White House and he sucks in all the air. What I'm saying is, Jay, is that I want something that she has took her little brain and created herself like the other first ladies have done. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll give you that. I have no idea. Maybe she okay. has. I, I can't. I can't. I don't know. You, okay. you may be and right about that. That's all I'm that. saying. That okay, well, I mean, saying. listen, that's I'm fair. Not take it that's fair. She's a beautiful lady. She's very, she's very good at decorating. I've seen what she did with the White House. I give her all the credit. Like but when I see on, <laughs> but when I see on Facebook, no, when I see on Facebook that they say she is the best first lady we've ever had, that's taken away from Barbara well, Bush, on. and that's not true because Bush, oh, well, Barbara listen, Bush stop. is. Okay, you can't listen to those fools. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying stop as far as you stop it. When people say stuff like that, come on, those are Trumpsters. They, they say, you know, you have Lou Dobbs saying that, you know, Trump is the greatest president ever. I mean, come on. Even, even if you are, look, there are people that I know that support Trump, and, and they do it, they, they're just, you would see them and think, man, they're good folks. But even those people, when I talk to them, it's like, yeah, this dude is, is, is off the chain. So nobody's saying he's the greatest president in the world except for those people who is sucking his, you know what, and that's just the way that is, you know. And like you said, maybe she needs to start a tradition, like you said, Vanessa, and, you know, like in the traditions of other first ladies. Starts to, I'm not sure what Hillary Clinton started. Yeah, creator, I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, maybe she should do something like that. I agree with you. Speaking of President Obama, this past week uh, uh, we laid the rest uh, Representative Elijah Cummings uh, and his going home service it was a beautiful thing. I watched both the uh, service at the Capitol being the first African American lawmaker to lie in state there and I actually watched the uh, service itself held in a Baltimore church that he used to worship for for over 40 years and it was so good to, for the country to return to normalcy, right? You, you saw these great leaders here, people saying these elegant words, 
You know, and when President Obama stood up and gave the eulogy, you know, once again, it just took us back to a place at a time where most Americans would yearn for and wish that those days were back. So in this week's edition of Informative, unless something that you need to know, I'm going to change it and say it's something that you need to hear. We're going to play some of the remarks that President Obama delivered at the homegoing ceremony of Elijah Cummings. It's time for this week's edition of Informative Celeste, something that you need to hear right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. To the Cummings family, Maya, Mr. President, Madam Secretary, Madam Speaker, Governor, friends, colleagues, staff, the seed on good soil. The parable of the sower tells us stands for those with a noble and good heart. hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. The seed on good soil. Elijah Cummings came from good soil. And in this sturdy frame, goodness took root. His parents were sharecroppers from the South. They picked tobacco and strawberries and then sought something better in this city, South Baltimore. Robert worked shifts at a plant, and Ruth cleaned other people's homes. They became parents of seven, preachers to a small flock. I remember I had the pleasure of meeting Eliza's mother, uh, Ruth, and she told me she prayed for me every day. And I knew it was true. And I felt better for it. Sometimes people say they're praying for you, and you don't know. They might be praying about you. (laughs) But you don't know if they're praying for you. There's nothing weak about kindness and compassion. There's nothing, there's nothing weak about being honorable. You're not a sucker to have integrity and to treat others with respect. As president, I knew I could always count on Elijah being honorable and doing the right thing. 
people have talked about his voice. There is something about his voice. It just made you feel better. You know, there's some people, they you have that deep baritone, a, a prophetic voice. And when it was good times and we achieved victories together, that voice and that laugh was a gift. But you needed it more during the tough times. When the path ahead looked crooked. When obstacles abounded. When I entertained doubts. Or I saw those who were in the fight start to waver. That's when Elijah's voice mattered most. I was sitting here and I was just noticing the honorable... Elijah E. Cummings. And, you know, this is a title that we confer on all kinds of people who get elected to public office. We're supposed to introduce them as honorable. But Elijah Cummings was honorable before he was elected office. There's a difference. Seven eight five zero one two seven two is the uh, call in number. Thirty three minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show. It is the Sunday morning roundtable. Once a month, we uh, bring topics, or we have our hosts bring topics to the table that they want to talk about. A good conversation, first half of the show. I'm not sure if that was a topic that Mr. Elias wanted to talk about. It kind of rolled into that. But anyway, we appreciate Mr. Elias for allowing us to, uh, you know, spend some time. Doing his time, talking about something that uh, you know that uh, that's important. Uh, and if you just didn't, you didn't get the news, uh, ISIS leader, the head of ISIS, and you notice I'm not even going to make an attempt to say that name, was killed in an early morning raid by the Trump administration, and we were contemplating and actually debating whether or not uh, should the uh, administration get credit. And you know, I'm on the side of saying, hey, give the man credit when he does something well. Um, you know, uh, but obviously, like he always does, he cheapens it because then he starts talking about President Obama and you know this whole thing. And he wants to compare himself with President Obama, and that I want to tell you something about this man. So Vanessa checked in with us. I announced that she was on her retirement tour, but she decided to check in. And so Vanessa, since you're here, let's see. What do you want to talk about this segment? Well, I just want to talk about. This is what I've been hearing for some few minutes. I've been in and off my cabin. Mm-hmm. Look, touring the Mexican Riviera because it was the bomb. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about all the people that's been in the office interviewing this week. People who have retired um, from the government and decided to go back in and work and sing and heard things that are doing testimony. Uh, where they say there's already enough information to impeach. 
let's talk about the fact that Giuliani and his cronies are all going to go to the penitentiary, but I wonder how much is he going to throw Trump under the bus? So let's talk about what happened this week. That's what I want to talk about. All right, so basically, Vanessa, is, and it's on the front of impeachment, a lot of former staffers and current staffers, I might add, uh, appeared in front of Congress uh, to testify about what's going on with this whole pay-to-play type thing with the Trump administration in Turkey. You know, the president continues to yell at the top of his lungs the fact that this was a beautiful <laughs> phone call. There was no pre- no pro call. You know, the bottom line is that it was beautiful. It was a beautiful phone call. It's something they did yesterday that wasn't uh, – I thought it was coincidental, but knowing this guy, I think he did it on purpose. You know how when the president goes to the chopper, he stops and he talks to reporters. That's something that he's been doing since he's been in office, which a tradition which I hope future presidents don't continue to do. But however he does. But I noticed that he stopped and talked to reporters during the Cummings funeral. And he did it when he knew, well, I'm not going to say he knew. I'm going to say he did it when the two speakers that were left to speak was President Clinton and President Obama. And he was talking. So when I switched over to MSNBC and noticed that they were taking his comments live like they always do. Well, they're not live. They're tape delayed. But they're live for the audience. Uh, they were taking his comments. And I love the fact that MSNBC said, okay, President Bill Clinton speaking. We're going to turn you off. I like that. But I thought that there was, you know, listen, man, you should have just went to the chopper or delayed your trip. You know, don't try to step on you know, what was going on with uh, Representative Cummings. Now, look, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that the smartest man in the world is amongst us, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, man. How are you? Hi, Jerome. Good morning, Jerome. She's in here. Hey, Vanessa. <laughs> She's been missing for hey. me. Hey, girl. Okay. <laughs> and once again, and happy anniversary to my man Johnny D. Once again, he's not here this morning. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary to him. So, Vanessa, it's the Sunday morning roundtable. Vanessa wants to talk about what's been going on with impeachment. And so, here's the deal. Let me swing it around to you, Jerome. Can I comment on what you just said before you brought me in? Say what now? Can I just comment what? on what you just said just before you brought me in? With him absolutely. on the funeral? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Go, I'm go glad ahead. you brought that up because he's been doing that since he's been there. You got to remember that dude's a carnival barker. So whenever they find out that people are on TV or there's going to be a big audience, they try to try to one up them. So yeah. get MSNBC. I watched it on C-SPAN, so I pretty much watched the whole um, service. But yeah. the thing is, whether it's a debate or something else, that's the Republicans' way because the, the audience that they have is a Fox audience. And although that audience is huge, the audience is not a really, it's not the electric, like it's not everybody. So they have to get in the mainstream media somehow, and how have they found, the best way they found to do it is to wait for a big event to come in and then announce something, right? So that's why they always wait. They wait on purpose for something else to be going on. So if there's a debate, he'll do a rally. If there's something he's thinking, I can take some news coverage from them. Now, I don't know why the news folks aren't smart enough to not preempt that fool for something that everybody else wants to hear. Now, that's crazy. So yeah. I don't have that much respect for MSNBC. Matter of fact, I think C-SPAN wouldn't cut in on him, on them. You know, I mean, not C-SPAN, but CNN. Like, other networks are getting smarter than MSNBC and like, okay, we're not cutting in when, he, when he's going to come up there and talk about nothing anyway. 
right? You can always yeah. rerun what he's saying, but he tries to take a part of the news cycle, and it it, it works for them, but it's just damn stupid. And if I, you know. <laughs> If I was well, they cut it off, though. I mean, in fairness to the – because you watch C-SPAN. I was watching C-SPAN, too. But but they cut them off. As soon as B- Bill Clinton started speaking, they took, you know, the speaker's comments live. They took uh, – uh, there was one more person that they took his comments live as well. Uh, but then they cut in. When President Clinton started speaking, they cut him off. And they went with President Clinton then into President Obama and the whole nine yards. But I get what you're saying. The fact is, and I think MSNBC tries to follow that tradition of, hey, when the President of the United States speaks, you got to give no, him a microphone. No, and, uh, no, that's but, uh, but no, you're, listen, I agree with you. They should have never covered it. And here's the thing that was so bad about it is that, to me, they missed the best eulogy of Elijah Cummins out of everyone. I thought that uh, Representative M. Toomey, his yeah. uh, his. I mean, it was just beautiful. It almost brought me to tears. This guy, I mean, he's the former representative, the seat that Elijah Cummins took over, and then he was the head of the NAACP. Uh, I mean, his eulogy was probably the best out of all of them. It was a beautiful eulogy, and if you get a chance to go back and watch it, please do it and do your soul some good. So now let's talk about what Vanessa wants to talk about in the remaining minutes we have in this set. She wants to talk about what's been going on with impeachment. The fact of the matter is that, Lindsey Graham puts together some type of proclamation or resolution to say to condemn what the Dems are doing in the House, saying that they're operating in secret. This is so funny because these people act like they just made video cameras like last week. Because it's so Mm -hmm. easy for you to pull up what Lindsey Graham said during the Clinton impeachment, where he said that you know it's good. The fact that we have the ability to interview witnesses uh, in private because that gives the, uh, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, that gives the investigation integrity. Now, all of a sudden, you know, oh, my God, they're hiding stuff and uh, they're doing this behind closed doors. Republicans know what the hell they're doing, folks, and you guys are falling for this nonsense. The difference between this investigation and what happened with the Clintons, and if you go back to the Nixon impeachment, There was a special prosecutor assigned to that. They did a lot of work behind the scenes, similar to what Bob Mueller did with the uh, Russia investigation. That's how they operate. The difference here is that there's no special counsel, folks. So that means the Democrats and the committees, they have to do the work of 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 the special counsel, which means what? Interview witnesses and things of that nature behind closed doors. Don't fall for this nonsense. So, Jerome... Here's the deal. The country's been floating back and forth when you take polling for the president where they should be impeached and removed from office. Now, it was at 51%. Now it's back to 49 So it's 49 The country is split on this. If they impeach this guy and remove him from office, do you uh, – here's my – and this is – you know what? Three years ago, this would be a stupid question to ask, but you have to ask it in the Trump era. Do you think this fool would leave? Do you think he said, I'm not going? Oh, well, I'm staying right here. I am not leaving the White House. What do you think would happen if this guy gets impeached and removed from office? Do you actually think this fool would leave? Because right now they're bucking every train. They're not doing anything of tradition. They're ignoring subpoenas. You know, I'd like to see what's going to happen with this federal judge saying that now that the Trump administration has to release all of the investigations of Robert Mueller. I want to see what they're going to do about that. Do you honestly think this guy would leave? Um, I think he 
I think he's going to have to. I, I believe that when he leaves, though, he ain't leaving on um, no um, federal plane. I think he's going to pull up that Trump plane, and he's going to drive his – he's going to fly his ass to Turkey. And I'll take that for his escape plan. People like, no, nah, I don't need y'all taking me nowhere. He's going to go straight to Russia. I bet he leave the country when he leaves. But 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 here's another question for you because and this is along those same lines and anyone can jump in on this I'm gonna direct it to Jerome and then you know you guys can jump in the anonymous person remember a few months ago this person said we are part of the resistance and the bottom line is is that we are here to save the world from Trump I'm a senior White House official and I'm trying to save the world from Trump but I'm not going to tell you my name and this past week a lot of people have been saying. This person's a coward. Step up. If if you want, if you really want us to follow your lead and believe what you're saying, put a name to it. And I'm curious to think what you guys think about that. What do you think, Jerome? You think this person is now writing a book, and 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 he's the anonymous. He or she is the anonymous. There's a book that's telling everything that the Trump administration is doing. What do you think about that, man? You think this person should put their name on that? No, you got crazy people out there. Trump people are crazy. Me and you on the same page. Good job. Me and you on the same page. Crazy. So if they if if he puts out a word or whatever that they are selling children out of a pizza place and then people go online and they want to burn down a pizza place, what do you think is gonna happen to an individual that he tells a lie on and that he focuses on? Right? You're talking about somebody who's playing to the crazies. So. No, he don't, whoever it is don't want to deal with it. Maybe the person who who has the information is not rich, for example. So they can't just isolate themselves and cut off their food, you know, supply just because, their, you know, their income just to say, I just want to tell the truth. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to be isolated as soon as I do that. Every resource that I have come from somebody who's probably affected by that dude somehow the Republican Party, somebody who's Republican that they may have relationships with, they may be totally isolated. You have to be really careful at being a whistleblower. That's why we have whistleblower laws. Yep. I agree. I agree with that. What about you, Vanessa? What do you think? You think this person should put their name on this book? Because people are saying that, you know, you're a coward. You're a coward. Step up. You know, we, uh, you know, how, how can we respect what you're saying when you don't put your name on it? I think, but then they, it contradicts everything. And these are Democrats saying this. It contradicts everything they say about the whistleblower. The reason why the whistleblower is remaining anonymous like Jerome was talking about, listen, there are laws in place to protect people like this. You don't want a retaliation. You know, you don't want death threats. So at the end of the day, listen, I would put my name on it. It's easy for pundits and folks to stand in front of cameras and talking hands and say, oh, you know, you're not really an American. You really want us to respect you. Put your name on it. Yeah, okay. But you can just to go home and chill out and don't have to worry about some crazy knocking on your door or somebody trying to find your family. The bottom line is, is that, you know, I agree. I wouldn't put my damn name out there either. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Nope. 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 You know why? Because if I make comments on the show and these people be in the chat room making nasty comments about me, I ain't nobody. I'm just a person voicing my own opinion. Can you imagine what they would do to the whistleblower? They would like burn his house down or her house down. They would be harassing their children. Oh no. 
I wouldn't put my name on that, baby, but I would spill my guts. Where was your great tail? What about you, Mr. Elias? I wouldn't say anything. No, I, I I had to agree with the rest of my colleagues, man. Um, I wouldn't say anything either. Bottom line is, you know, they, they, this guy is already talking about hanging people. Look what he did to the Central Park Five, and this is the same person. <laughs> this is the same person that says everybody's nobody's nobody's guilty until everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But you convicted the Central Park Five, so you know it's it's, it's the the. Lindsey Graham and the rest of these guys are hypocrisy at his best, man. They are the most hypocritical people I've ever seen in my life. They are dead, like you said, Jay. Uh, they act like there's no videotape of them saying this stuff that they've said before. And it's like, dude, that's not the way you felt in the '90s when you were trying to impeach Clinton. So why don't you feel the same way now? Why are you kissing so much butt? Lindsey Graham's the ass kisser, man. He's the biggest ass kisser in, in Washington, D.C. They get no bigger ass kisser than him. He is. Well, you know why he's doing it, Mr. Elliott. He's, 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 he's running for re-election. And when he wasn't with Trump, his numbers were down. Now that he's embraced Trump, his numbers are, I mean, there's no way a Republican is going to beat him in the primary. There's just no way. I mean, so you know why he's doing it. Come on, that's not a secret. But, but here's no, no, the thing. be a man, though. I think they got something on Lindsey Graham. Yep, I do. You think so? I don't know if he. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if he's gay. I, I don't know what is going on, but whatever their oh, allegations wow. are on him, Lindsey Graham is hiding something, right? That hmm. he doesn't want to come out, right? So if he embraces what it is, then they won't have anything on him. But Lindsey Graham switched way too fast, and it's ve- way too careful. It is not. That he's worried about losing South Carolina, he might lose South Carolina anyway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if there's enough groundswell yeah. against him, so those guys are arrogant yeah. and crazy. There's yeah, something it's else, interesting that and it's personal. South Carolina, uh, African American state. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him get his behind kicked. But yeah. I, they, they were just flashing. Uh, I was watching, you know, because I'm actually monitoring MSNBC, and they were talking about how Trump is. T- how he stood up in front of everybody and, and took credit for this raid that just happened. He took all the credit in the world for it, but then. You know, you go back and look at a tweet that he tweeted back on October 19th saying, stop giving President Obama credit for killing Osama bin Laden, give credit to the Navy SEALs. But then, you know, but once again, he stands in front of the podium and takes all the credit in the world for what just happened. This, this guy's a lunatic. But, but here's, here's my favorite question, though. What is it, what's going on, guys, when you see all these current state house officials uh, coming before Congress and testifying, right? You know, before when the White House says don't show up, they wouldn't show up. But people are showing up now. Now, is it a situation, Vanessa, where you think that these people are saying, look, you know, listen, I have criminal liability here. And, I, you know, these guys, maybe they're taking heed to this warning. Look, at some point in time, this guy's going to be out the White House. And if I'm being subpoenaed by law, I need to show up. And these people are defying what the administration is saying, these are current employees who are going in front of Congress and testifying, and from what we're hearing, from what's being, I'm not going to be say, I'm not going to say what's being leaked, what's being released, man, they are putting out some damaging information on the administration. What say you? Uh, you know what? I wonder why, on, I don't know if this is... I've just always wondered why so many people just tell stuff on him. Have y'all ever wondered about that? How so much 
how he has so many leaks. Like, he made the comment this morning, somebody said from MSNBC, did you tell Nancy Pelosi about what was going on? And he said, no, I wanted to keep it a secret. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he wants to keep it a secret. So, I mean, I guess he thought that she was going to go back and tell it, and somebody else was going to tell it. And, uh, well, it's not, you know, once again, that's not following standard protocol. So much that he gets so many leaks. I don't need them. Well, it's not following standard protocol. You're supposed to notify certain people. There's eight folks that are supposed to be notified when you do stuff like this. And once again, you know, Adam Schiff is one because he's, he's in charge of that committee. But guess what? He didn't call, you know, because he's pissed off at Schiff. He didn't say anything to her, him. He didn't say anything to Pelosi. I mean, this guy, everything he's doing. Let me let me ask this, um, Mr. Elias. Do you think what this guy is doing to the presidency? Do you think that what he's doing, that Congress will put rules in place that will forever limit the power of the president? Do you think they'll do something to shut this down? Because what this guy is doing. You have to say to yourself, oh, my God, we can't stop him. We have to limit the powers of the presidency because he can go out and do things, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, like, for example, they were talking about a couple of about a week and a half ago that if he goes out in the street and shoots somebody, that they can't even prosecute him because he's in office. How can the president of the United States walk out in the middle of the street, shoot somebody dead, and they won't arrest this man? I mean, it's like he has powers to do what he wants to do. Now, I'm pretty sure that our forefathers and all these people in the past, when they wrote all these rules, they didn't anticipate having a nutball like this in the White House. So he is bending the rules, and they're saying, my God, we we never thought we'd have a president that could possibly do something as ridiculous as that or even make a comment like that. And you can't prosecute him. So do you think that Congress is going to go out? Huh? What you say, Jerome? I think they did anticipate having a nutball in there. But they, they, but they Jerome, definitely did. They can't be. They can't, they Jerome, did. look at what this guy's doing, and look, he they can't do anything about it. Wait a minute. What they didn't Nothing. anticipate, wait, I can tell you, they anticipated this. What they didn't anticipate is that you would have, like, a Senate and a House that would let them do it. Oh, there you yes. go. You're right. Thank you. And, there you go. There Thank it is. You. You're right. And a Justice Department right. that's letting them do it because the top law enforcement officer is the Attorney General. So the problem is oh that since the Attorney General is not acting independently like they were supposed to, and the Justice Department is saying we're not going to prosecute them, the founding fathers had it in inside of a constitutional remedy, right? It's impeachment. Like, you get that fool out. You can charge him, right? The... Supreme Court already ruled on that. That's why they deposed um, Clinton when somebody sued him. Because they, in our system, you can do that. But you know who law enforcement is? The Justice Department, the FBI. Right. And so once you have the police, and then you start acting up, the police is not going to arrest you. So the problem is, is that the states have power. That's why New York State is going at him and why he's pissed. Because once New York State does that, can you imagine a president who couldn't step in New York State into one yeah. of the states? So yeah. it'll be an issue because the Secret Service is there to protect the president, but they don't have to protect his butt in jail because technically New York State could be like, you know, that would be a standoff to epic proportions. The Founding Fathers did not anticipate that all systems of government could possibly 
be controlled by one person because the states are so opposed to each other that you won't get the southern states like in the northern states enough. They 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 created the democracy to be like a slow grinding wheel, right? That's why it's so hard to pass legislation. You get a bill, you put it to committee, the committee votes it down. You go back to committee, it goes to a session, they can vote it down. You get a bill in Congress, you go to the Senate, they have to reconcile it because the Senate can create a different bill, and then the reconciliation has to be voted by. They made that process really difficult because they knew that if you had somebody who had that much control, they'll just make laws. So it is a grinding will, and it's very convoluted on how to create a law in this country. But even at the same time, they're like, if your president is crazy, you can override him if everybody knows he's crazy. So it takes two-thirds uh, two or three-fourths or something to override a, a presidential veto, but they anticipate the president being crazy. So the president's been vetoed a lot. Reagan was vetoed about South Africa, you know, before they let Mandela out. They were just like, we cannot control this anymore. Reagan is gone, right? So the problem is that they embedded it into the Constitution, but at the same time it takes people to execute something, and they didn't anticipate people being scared. They didn't anticipate Fox News either. (laughs) <laughs> that you would have a propaganda wing either. They didn't impress, they yeah. didn't anticipate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. LES man, but when we think about, you know, everybody that's testifying that's coming on, that's coming up to Capitol Hill, the fact that this, uh, all from what we're hearing, all the uh, testimonies are just damning to the president. You know, you had uh, one of the main players that, that matter of fact, one of the folks that were a part of the texting between um, the ambassador that Trump, uh, uh, you know, assigned to the European <laughs> ambassador that's involved in what's going on in Turkey. He's saying, hey, you know, the president didn't commit this, and we need to stop texting. We need to start talking in person. This guy who made the comment saying, look, at the end of the day, this is crazy. We can't do anything like this. Um, I never heard of such a thing. This guy testified this week, and he is saying, "Hey, look, the president—he—he he implicates the president." He said, "Look, the president was involved with this. The president told the other ambassador to say that there's no prequel quo." At the end of the day, the president is was doing exactly what he's being accused of. I mean, how much weight will that testimony have as we continue to move forward with this uh, impeachment inquiry? Well, how much weight would it have with who? His his, his base, or or or? Well, or that, really, his, you know, here, here's the deal. <laughs> Even though his base plays a role in this, because Congress people, you know, they tend to follow their constituents. Listen, man. I mean, come on. I, look, we know that there are some nutballs in 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 Congress, but I would like to think. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at a person like Meadows, for example. You know, Meadows, yeah, you know, he was up there giving that sob testimony and uh, eulogy of Cummings. I do believe they were genuinely friends. He did, he said he has people of color as relatives of his. And I even, you know, I tell you, I'm, I was also curious during the Cummings uh, 
uh, funeral. You saw him and uh, and Representative Jordan. They were there just, just all smiles when President Obama was speaking. I wonder how that's going to play with their base. But folks like that, you would like to think that if they were presented, and those folks don't have a vote because it's the Senate, but you would like to think, Mr. Elias, these people, if you have damning evidence against this president, how the hell can you say, well, we're not going to vote for impeachment when it's obvious? That's the reason why this particular situation is taking on more traction than the Mueller investigation, because this is simple. You don't have to have a degree to figure out, you know, that this guy, based on everything that we're seeing, said, hey, look, hey, I got you, but I need you to do me a favor, though. This is no different than what happened to, what's his name, Blagojevich? When he's on tape saying, hey, I got this golden thing, man. You know, I got this Obama seat. I'm going to sell this. People can understand that. And when these hearings are public, are you trying to tell me that these senators, when it would be plain, painfully obvious that this guy has broken the law, that they would still vote, Mr. Elias, not to impeach this guy? And you don't believe they, they? You don't believe that, do you? I'm asking. Uh, listen, I don't know. I, I would like to think that they won't. But look, if it's painfully, hey, look, look, to me, day, it's painfully obvious, man. It's, pain, it's painfully, if it's obvious, painfully obvious. Look, look, look. His base. They don't care. Not, all they care about is getting reelected, Jay. They don't okay, care about all right, school, fine. They don't care about none of that stuff. All they care about is getting reelected. And as, as soon as they get reelected, they're cool. They don't have to worry about it. They'll say whatever they got to say because who wants to give up millions of dollars a year? And it ain't in their salary that they're giving up millions of dollars a year. It's in, it's in everything else they got their hands in. So let's just call it what it is. Hell, we got people in that chat room who don't believe that Donald Trump is, is guilty. They don't believe that he that none of this stuff is happening. They're, it's all fake news that he's not, no, he's not doing any of this stuff. Yeah, but you say that, you say that, you say that, but the polls are saying that folks are paying attention and that any time a Fox News poll says 51% of of that viewership saying, hey, he needs to be impeached and removed from office. So, yeah, his base was saying that for the Mueller investigation, because think, keep in mind now, remember Attorney General Barr came out and, and, and said, oh, well, there's nothing here. Remember that whole thing he did? He's the Attorney General. Oh, he came out, oh, there's, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Why, Jerome, Jerome, why do you think Barr, who is supposed to be for the people, is out going to different countries? <laughs> oh, please. That's an easy and question. And interviewing people. I mean, well, I can answer it this way. Do these people realize that when Trump go down, they all gonna get, their name is gonna be mud in the history books? I, I think they, I think they believe that they'll they get care. pardoned. I think they believe like no, I think they do care. I think they believe that they'll get pardoned because they'll have some convoluted. That was my understanding or my interpretation of what the letter of the law said. They're good at manipulating that, so they believe they're gonna get pardoned. But attorney generals but have Barr gone. But Barr has never tried anything. He has never been to court for anything. He has I never. I mean, so why is he out there no. trying to get evidence and talk to people and stuff? Really? Because, because think about it like this: Republicans will be like vengeful, right? Democrats, when they get in there, they'll be like, it's like when Bush, they didn't go in there and yeah. say, 
hey, we need to send Dick Cheney's ass to jail. They didn't do that. Sorry for yeah. pressing on Monday. No. But they didn't, they didn't say that about Dick Cheney, where he clearly should have been held up on war, on war crimes. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Donald Rumsfeld, all of them dudes, right, went to war unjustly, and Obama was like, eh, the country need to move on. These see people on TV. We need to move on. We need to move on. They do that with them. If it was, they're still yeah. bringing up Benghazi for doggone Clinton, right? <laughs> Republicans would not do that. So when Republicans are in power, they go, they step on the gas. They they mess up the Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, they I, do everything. I, and the I, next Democrat to go in there and be like, well, we need to move on since he's already there. We don't need to try to take him off the bench. Like, we will submit stuff in place long as the person who was filed is gone. But if they was black or anybody else, they would tra- They would do that totally different. So Barr probably, depending on who's elected um, president, he's probably going to be brought up on charges because then everybody in the Justice Department is going to testify so they don't go. So they're going to say, yeah, that's what he did. That's what yeah. he did, absolutely. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, time to step out. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. Jerome Rome is on the clock. We'll see what he wants to talk about coming up next, right here on the serious side of the Jay Rowell Show. And what I was saying, as far as they don't care, they don't care how they, they don't care what happens with history. They really and truly don't. You know, who cares? All right, we'll be right back after this. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Can 
This is for my sister, my mother. Lifetime and I are teaming up with former Project Runway designers to raise awareness about the importance of breast cancer research. For everyone. Together, we can all be the end. After all, research is the very fabric of eradicating breast cancer. Fund research. Save lives. BBN. Show your support by picking up your free BBN ribbons and stickers at the PVT offices in Artesia and Mayhill. Visit mylifetime.com slash stop breast cancer to learn how you can get a... Welcome back, 347-850-1272. It is a serious out on a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for being here with us. 347-850-1272 is that calling number. You can be a part of the conversation if you like. But like we always do, let's say good morning to the peeps in the house and say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Mae Belly. What's up, Vanessa? How you doing? Good morning, guys. I'm so glad to be here talking to y'all this morning. I missed y'all. Missed you too as you continue your retirement uh, around the world in eighty mm-hmm. days. <laughs> Love it. Smartest man, the smartest man in the world, Mister Jerome is breathing in the house. What's up, Jerome? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Let me ask you something. Give me is, any anything good happening, man, for on a need to know basis. Any juicy, juicy, juicy stories coming up? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Um, oh, Jerome, you're supposed to say, you got to stay tuned, man. It's a tease. You got to stay tuned if you want to find out. I'm, I'm saying that's tuned. coming up. Got to find out. <laughs> that's coming up in about uh, about uh, 15, 20 minutes from now. Mr. Elias is in the house. What's up, Mr. Elias? How you doing, brother? I promise you, Mr. Elias is here. I promise, I promise, I promise he's here. Here, what's going on? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Vanessa, and good morning, Jerome. And Mariana Music, that was Feeling the Way by Norman Brown. Sure was. Love that song. Uh, uh, Shante Moore was uh, doing the vocals on that one. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Marietta Music, she is in the house. Hey, Marietta, what's going on? Also, the pastors in the crib, uh, we have people. What's up in the chat room, Mr. Elias? Anybody you want to say hello to, or are we just saying what you usually say to nope. those people that's nope. in there? All right. Not at all. There you go. Not at all. All right, there it is. Y'all must have pissed them off again this morning. All right, what's up, Cassie, Tamika, Paul, Sydney, Jacob? Pastors in the house, as always, and many, many more. Let's bring in our dear, dear sister. You know, you have brother from another mother. Well, wait, give me something for sister, Miss Elias. Sister from uh, uh, another mister? Hey, I like that. Yeah, sister, sister from another, from another mister. mister. That's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. I like that. Just made that up. That's a T-shirt. Here's our sister from another mister. <laughs> ah, the very lovely Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? So like you're tired. Mm. You okay? I'm in I'm in your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, 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 no, I'm good. How y'all doing? <laughs> Jackie. Yeah. All right, Jackie, the floor is yours. What's Jackie up, baby? Well, uh, if you want to find out more info about the TJRS Radio Network, Follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash T-J-R-S radio. You want to email about anything, you can email at the serious side at Outlook.com. Just to reiterate, 
my love to everyone here on this network. Like I said, this is my last day instead of being social media director. I just want to say just thank God to everybody here, a part of the network. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. I appreciate it. Like I said, not going to be totally gone. I'll still, you know, call in from time to time to share my two cents. But I just appreciate just the opportunity to be your social media director. And just, although sometimes I may be gone from your presence, just know you are not gone from my heart. Love and appreciate you all so much. Oh, thank you. You're trying to make me get trying to make us get teary-eyed on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, as always, listen, you know how we feel about you. You are always welcome here. Call here anytime you want to. You family, you a sister from another mister. So we did wait to see you and hear from you. Much love to you. Appreciate everything that you've done for us over the years, uh, especially as a social media director. Also, folks, you can uh, check Jackie out. Jackie, tell people about how they can stay in contact if they want Jackie, Jackie, Jackie all the time. Jackie, talk to us. What's happening? Yeah, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing as far as acting-wise goals, as far as thoughts for vision goals, you can keep up with me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Rich Sister, R-I-C-H-S-I-S-T-A-H. And then, of course, I have the um, Thoughts for Vision page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Thoughts for Vision, and also my website, Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E-A-P dot com to keep up with me and what I'm doing. Keep up keep up with Jackie. She'll be checking in. She can't stay gone. We love Jackie. Jackie knows she loves me, especially me. She may not care about Mr. Elias all that much, but she really loves me. So she'll be back. <laughs> all right, three, four, seven, eight. No, 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 I love, I, I love Mr. Elias more. How about that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, stop lying on the Sunday. Stop lying on the Sunday. I love you. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Stop lying on the Sunday. You're religious. Who's Jerry? Yeah, whatever. Stop lying. Stop lying. You know you love me. All right, Jackie. You know we love you. Can't wait to hear from you again, sweetheart. Kisses. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning uh, roundtable where we have our peeps come in and tell us what they want to talk about. The last few minutes belong to my main man, Mister Jerome. Mr. Man, Jerome, what's on your mind this morning, brother? Man, I I have nothing. But here's here's a, I do want to make a couple of comments on a couple of things that we talked about before. Okay. I don't know if you right. saw President Obama's. Um, um, doing the service of Elijah Cummings, but yes. um, Clinton kind of cracked a joke about um, the fact that <laughs> yeah. he had to go on after being introduced after uh, Elijah Cummings and someone else is speaking, and he said, "But fortunately, this time he t- he's coming on before o- before President Obama." And <laughs> yeah. kind of chuckled in a soft kind of chuckle way. And President Obama was not moved. It was the most uncomfortable <laughs> I've ever seen. Like he just looked at him. Now I, it could be two reasons. He he was he had to go up and speak, and Elijah Cummings was close to him, so he could have just been in that space. But he didn't gesture towards the Clintons. He did. I think he was just like done. Like he was done with the ceremonial stuff of even showing up. You know what I mean? So I was <laughs> when I watched that. That's why I watched stuff on C-SPAN. Because they don't take the cameras off of them like that. 
So it, as he cracked a joke, it tried to still play off of, you know, you know, I love this man kind of things. What Bill Clinton said about Elijah Cummings. Nobody's doubting his feel for being closeness, but he cannot suck air out of the room from President Obama. No place. And I think they struggle with that. It's it's really yeah. That was funny. Yeah, it was funny. And, and, yeah, um, he said. Uh, he said. He said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, you know, uh, he said, I had to follow uh, two speakers at some other event at the church. He said, the bishop and Representative Cummings. He says, now, he says, look, I don't mind being the warmer back for, you know, for the main attraction. <laughs> and, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. I thought that was, yeah, it, uh, it was you know, uh, awkward. It was moment. one of those things. And I wanted to say that um, uh, also, um, we didn't talk about, and I, I'll let Elias start on this, but we didn't talk about the fact that. Um, that crazy dotard guy said something about lynching, like he felt like he was <laughs> wow. being lynched. We didn't talk about There's that. There's a public lynching. Yeah, when he came out and he said he felt like the Democrats. Were, this is a public lynching, really? Yeah. Wow. What? 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 How? Man, look. When he said that, I became enraged. I did because all our people have been. Lynch for little or nothing. Think about uh, uh, Emmett Till, whose woman recently came out and said he didn't do any of these things. He was lynched, burned, and, and beaten. And you compare what you're going through to that? Uh, just insensitive. That's why I say, man, I, I, you know, when we were talking earlier, I don't care, Jay. I, I, I have nothing to say good about this man at all. They had nothing good to say about President Obama, so why should I give a damn about anything that this man says? Yeah, let's, he let's put this in context. He is yet to apologize to the Central Park Five for, for, for scrutinizing them guys, putting them through everything he put them through, and he's yet to say uh, that that he was wrong. He still says these guys are are are, are criminals. Yeah, but he got the even though day before yesterday. Even though they've been exonerated. Yesterday. Who got an award? Oh, yes. Go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah, Trump got an award yesterday because Kamala Harris was furious about him getting an award about the judicial system when he's the one who when he's the one who had billboards up about those black guys in New York. That's just awful. Yeah. He don't now, deserve that award. Now, I, I don't want to um, miss the the point of the lynching thing because I I think sometimes we miss this in history. So I I know that everybody and their mother came out against um, him saying lynching. Lindsey Graham justified it. Being in South Carolina, Lindsey Graham was like, well, I think it was comparable. So let me tell you what comparable lynching is. I know I'm on a Sunday, so I'll try to be kind a little bit. Right? So when they lynch people, not only... Did they kill him, lynch him, quarter them, castrate them, and then taking taking pieces of their bones home as souvenirs? That's what mm-hmm. lynch is. It is all of that. So when you say frivolously, "Oh y'all pu- y'all publicly lynching me," and you're making comparison to something that horrific, your butt needs a history lesson. So for those of you who don't know what that is, you think lynching is just kind of just hanging somebody from a whatever. If you think that's it, that's not it. You need to understand where that comes from, because lynching 
is not just, it's it's kidnapping somebody, it's taking them against their will. It is um, a try a, a conviction without trial, right? It is all of these criminal, vile, inhumane things that they did to publicly lynch while white folks sat there, while they lynched mm-hmm. somebody up under a fire, smiling, taking pictures. Right, and then taking pieces of wow. that person home, and eating their livers, and eating parts of their body. Yeah. That's what white folks did. That was what lynching did. Go study some history. So you wonder why black people are outraged when you say that, and you're listening to this program. We can't gloss over that to say, oh, it's lynching, like it's just a word. That meant something. <laughs> and they did something. So they need to own that. So but I don't want to pass that. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's still happening. Yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and easy, easy said they, easy said a lot of white people got lynched too. He said, "What the hell?" And then he comes back and he what, said he doubles down him. on just like whatever Trump to did. his false equivalent. Said, that is the point. That is what racism and yeah. white supremacy is. Because every time black people say one thing, it's like, well, a white person can be oppressed. A white person can be an n-word. A white person, forget you, because we know that yeah. that foulness is coming from one direction. That is coming from one direction, and so you cannot mask that. Now, on this program, I don't care if you're in a chat room or not. You don't get your luxury and your white privilege or your supremacy to invoke on our program. And I'm saying mine right now because in my segment, it is me. I don't give a rat's, right? The point is that you don't have the luxury to co-opt Jack. We're not changing this conversation to feel sorry for you. Get over yeah. it. And then he doubles down and says, that was a long time ago. Get over it. Yeah. You know, you know what we're going to get over? Never mind. This is what white people do. Then they wonder why black people are upset. Then they wonder why we're upset. That was a long time ago. No, no. Well, so no, no. We're not up- Get over it. Right. Man, that upset. was a long time ago. Get over it. Yeah. We're not upset at him. You don't want to get over that, do you? Right. But we're not upset at him because you don't get to rile us. We're in a whole lot more control than you are. A part of your anger is to make sure that you can move us emotionally. And I'm telling you how emotionally black people are disconnected from even your statement. Don't give a rat's about you, right? So you can say whatever you want. It is not going to unnerve us to have this conversation. The conversation is about you and how foul you are and how foul people are protecting some dotard who is grabbing women by the crotch, who has a mail-order bride, who is pretty much a hooker, and we act like we don't see it. Right? So whatever you want to call and say that, we're not mad. We just know that you're getting you're getting found out. So every time somebody finds you out, you need to throw that back on us. We're not, we don't even accept that. We don't have to accept that. You can't move none of us emotionally with anything that's in the chat room or if you feel like you need to dispute it by pointing the finger back at us. Right? Mm-hmm. The conversation needs to stay where it is and it needs to stay focused. When you are using words that are invoking things in other people, you are responsible for the words that you use. So I know you have a, uh, a guy in the White House who is really uneducated, who does not have good critical thinking skills. But you know who is responsible for that? All the wealthy people who think that they're smart who are supporting him, people like you mm-hmm. who are defending him. You guys are responsible for that. So don't, don't ask us to have any compassion for you just because we have compassion in us. It is not our responsibility to sing Amazing Grace over you because you, I ain't saving a wretch like you. 
right? That is your song. That is what you wrote. That's your perspective for what you did to other people. So don't even expect us to have no kind of feeling toward it. Sorry, I just wanted to put that out there. Sorry about that, Jay. Go ahead. No, no problem, man. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I tell you, I, I, but that's that's almost like a drop the mic moment, huh? I mean, good gracious. I mean, I, I mean, it's like <laughs> I feel like Bill Clinton. How, how can I follow that? <laughs> I mean, my God, that was uh, that was good yeah, stuff, we, Jerome. Man. Yeah, we need to be yeah, easier. Man. All I'm saying is that we need to be easier on ourselves and can't have things keep turn turning back on us. But a part of watching this silk, uh, this. What people are trying to downplay is civil discourse and we're polarized. That is bull. That is bull. The problem is is that the, the people who have control are manipulating those people who want to be neutral. So if you can't stand up to some tyrant, then technically you are going to be, in, in, you're going to be a hostage. You're going to be in bondage. You're going to be oppressed. So for those of us who can care less about making your world comfortable, you need to understand why that is and stop getting mad at the people who are pointing that out. So when we look at things like Colin Kaepernick, for example, you have people in the NFL, you know, alleged, um, what's his name, Rothenberger, trapping some girl in the bathroom. That dude, I don't think he, I don't think he missed a game of the NFL. You have people mm-hmm. who, who have all sorts of stuff, violence, um, fraud, Whatever, they can play professional sports. you got one black dude who takes a knee. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a white dude who takes a knee um, and, and, and whatever his name. Uh, Tybo. Tebow. Tebow. And it's not about him taking a knee, was it? Because he was taking a knee for something that you thought was cool. Then the black Abortion. guy takes a knee and you yep. ban him for life. So we need to be conscious enough to see the difference in that and see – not just hypocrisy, but we need to act on why this is this is making us feel one way or another. So, and when Trump says that, and and Lindsey Graham um, says what they say about lynching, and it doesn't mean anything, I can't see anybody supporting either one of them fools for any other project. I don't care how low gas prices are. I don't care that he's trying to take credit for something he didn't do. Right? He he can do all he wants to, but. What are you going to use that later and saying he's a good commander in chief? He got a lot of people killed in Syria just from pulling out on some whim. Yeah. Get to look overlook all of that, you know, tens of thousands of people dying on behalf of the United States and him abandoning them. So, oh yeah, he killed one guy, you know, doing his doing his tenure. Like yeah, he's about to break this country. We're about at a trillion dollar deficit right about now. Yeah, that's another thing that's happening. We're, we're the definite is going. We're going farther and farther in debt, and people are not not even looking at, they're not even paying attention to it. That's that's the funny thing about it, Jerome. We're going farther and farther in debt because of his tax bill, and, and nobody's nobody's saying a damn thing about it. Nobody. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's like, it's like they don't know, but they do know, right? What will happen later on when he's gone, they go, okay, now we have to clean everything up, so now we're going to have to cut all the social programs. It's like, really? Yep. <laughs> really? You you spent an extra uh, trillion dollars in our defense spending, but you're pulling the troops out and then sending them to Saudi Arabia. You're taking them from our own natural interest to protect some country that's not even a NATO member. We don't even have a treaty or an agreement with them, 
but we're going to protect them. It's like, oh, that's different, right? What are you going to say about that? So, yeah, people, we, we ignore stuff until it hits you in the face. We have to get over that. Mm. Well, we definitely have to get over it. All right, time for an NPR News update and Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis with that man, Mr. Jerome Street. That's all coming up next. You're listening to The Serious Side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Doubleday, publishers of The Body by Bill Bryson. Join the New York Times bestselling author of A Short History of Nearly Everything on a witty and truly astonishing tour of the marvel that is the human body. The Body is in stores now. Former Deputy National Security Advisor Charles Kupperman is scheduled to testify before House impeachment investigators tomorrow, but he's asking a federal judge to decide whether he should comply with a congressional subpoena or follow President Trump's directive against cooperating. Kupperman went to court as the impeachment inquiry held an unusual Saturday session. Investigators heard from Philip Rieger, the acting assistant secretary of state for Europe. He took questions for more than eight hours. Major League Baseball's World Series is tied, heading into tonight's Game 5. Gabe Bullard from member station WAMU reports the Houston Astros beat the Washington Nationals in D.C. last night. The Nationals started the series with two wins over the Astros in Houston, but now the Astros have made up the gap, eliminating the possibility Washington could win the series at home. Houston led starting early in the game Saturday, then a seventh-inning grand slam from third baseman Alex Bregman sealed the win. They topped Washington 8-1. to Bregman says they've been playing well. So we want to just keep it rolling, and yeah, we're fired up. It's this way, this way you play the game. This is a World Series. The next game in the Best of Seven series is Sunday night in Washington. Play returns to Houston after that. For NPR News, I'm Gabe Bullard in Washington. The Rugby World Cup final is set. South Africa beat Wales today 19-16 to and now moves on to play England. In next weekend's title match in Japan, this year's final, a rematch of 2007 in Paris, when South Africa won its second and most recent world rugby title. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Welcome back. It's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world's famous chat room. It still is. I think you're mad at your buddies over there. Do you have anything you want to read to us? That's from I chat room. Really don't. Not a damn okay. thing. <laughs> the war continues. <laughs> All right. The war continues. Well, all right, look, I have some stuff to read here. Okay, usually the pastor checks in. He's checking in this morning. He says, I pray that this cancer is removed from office soon. The damage he is doing to this nation is getting to the point of no return, of no repair. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Pastor. Uh, Kathy Obenheiser, 1960, Minneapolis. Uh, Minnesota. Thank you for reading my comment on the air. Well, Kathy, you didn't know if I was going to read it or not, but I am. I have a question. Can the president and vice president be impeached at the same time? And if so, who would become president? When they have this thing called the Google machine, I don't think they both can be impeached at the same time, but I don't know, Jerome, you want to take a crack at that? Yeah, they can. It would be Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Speaker of the House oh. would become, yeah, president. Speaker. Uh, yeah, I should have just Woo. said Speaker of the House so that they could sleep better. The speaker of the house. <laughs> yeah, that's really going to get them riled up. <laughs> there you go, Kathy. They both can be impeached. Wow. Tamika, Dallas, Texas. Thank you for playing President Obama's remarks from the service of Elijah Cummings. Representative Cummings deeply cared about his constituents and will be missed. Thank you, Mr. President. 
for your soothing comments during these most turbulent times. Thank you, Tamika. Trevor, Austin, Texas. I like I like listening to your show. But it is funny that no one has condemned Obama for endorsing Justin Trudeau when this man wore blackface in his 30s. Talking about a double standard. Okay, Trevor, maybe we'll take a crack at that one. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I know that uh, Ricky. He apologized. Yeah, from Indianapolis. Uh, witch hut, witch hut, witch hut. There's nothing to see. Leave this man alone. Okay. Well, Rick, let, Rick, Rick, let, let Rick here. Let, let me take a crack at this, Rick, before we step out of here. Rick, listen, guy. If you know, I always tell people to, I say, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. If you have nothing to hide, then why are you hiding? If you are innocent of all charges, don't you think that you would want someone to see the evidence? If you're telling people I am innocent. Trust me, I'm telling you. I mean, do you know how many innocent people are in jail right now? If we took their word, we wouldn't need a justice system. Come on, uh, Ricky, wake up, man. The guy is hiding stuff because he has stuff to hide. You people are crazy. What? Hey, let me ask you a question, Rick. What type of Kool-Aid do you like, grape or cherry? Because we're serving it at the next Trump camp. Make sure you have one your black Nikes, you ignorant rat. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Jeez. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. You people amaze me. Why do you listen? All right, it is time for my favorite part of the show. On a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome is free. Man, what do you have this morning, Jerome? Okay, you know, in the spirit of the show, I just want to say your uh, drinking Kool-Aid comment. Uh, it wasn't really if it was uh, cherry or grape because it was been just red. If it's another one, we don't do that. we don't do flavors, colors of Kool-Aid. I'm just I just want to put that out there. Wow. Just just, just, just let him know we still don't consider um, him. Um, you know, we, we listening to the show. Don't consider you family. So I just want to tell you that right now. Because you, you still can't drink that Kool-Aid. Um, you know, it, Pope Francis posted a three-week, uh, uh, I guess it was like a discussion on current state of the Roman Catholic Church uh, in the Amazon region, region with about 170 bishops. And he also said uh, while he was there, that you can, he reversed the ban on married men becoming Roman Catholic priests. So if you are married, you can now become a priest. Now, wow. Okay, again, with all, the, yeah, with all the sex scandals, I think they should have reversed that a long time ago. You ain't kidding. <laughs> just a kid. That, that's just me. Wow. Now, you don't have to do that, but I'm, I'm just saying. It had been helpful. Um, you know, the Hong Kong government withdrew its extradition bill that sparked a month-long chaotic protest as um, murder suspects, uh, as a murder suspect who was the catalyst for the plan uh, was released from jail. So months of democracy um, demonstrations in Hong Kong were sparked by the protesters um, who were against the now-canceled extradition law. So I guess... Even that whole thing, you wanted to talk about that, the NBA 
saying something, somebody in the NBA saying something about Hong Kong or China, China. and they have yeah. that thing yeah. is extradited now because they they repealed it anyway. They're not extraditing mm. anymore. Just in case you want to go. Now, as, as, as. huh? No, I, I was asking LeBron James to take the heat over that. Uh, it's free speech, man. Speak your mind. That's what America's about, isn't it? Free right. speech. You should at least be able to um, have some, have free speech. It, this just seems kind of crazy. All right. So, um, a video was released Friday afternoon where an incident in New York City and downtown Brooklyn went viral. Um, five people were arrested, and the New York NYPD said officers, um, they reported a, a fight between um, some teens that spilled into the subway station. But doing that, the video shows the two officers um, seen, seen officers punching teenagers, both of who were placed under arrest. What? So two other people, wow. some other people were fighting, and the officers started just, I mean, he just runs in, pushes the kid out of the way, and punches him in the face and then arrests him. Wow. Right. <laughs> and he wasn't really in the fight. They, I mean, it wasn't like they were actively fighting. They were, like, pushing and shoving. And other policemen were there, and this one policeman just found the, got close to the black dude and just hit him and just started punching him in the face. Which, that's that's the, insane, man. Yeah. That is insane. <sighs> yeah. Here we go. This is the this is the world we live in, isn't it? Okay. Now, um, police say a gunman committed suicide after a shooting in a Walmart in Georgia. No one in the store was injured, and everyone was evacuated evacuated early Saturday. But the gunman was he was 19. He went to Walmart and killed himself. Wow. Yeah. This is what's going on in this in this place. Now, um, you know, a judge refused Brad Pitt's request to remove him from Hurricane Katrina lawsuit where victims said his Make It Right Foundation sold them defective homes filled with mold and rotten wood. So Brad Pitt and other um, foundation directors asked the court to remove them from the lawsuit um, in November of last year, saying that they weren't personally responsible for the construction, which they probably weren't. But the judge did not let them off of it. I don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah, I really? can't see that happening. Now, emergency services were called to a party venue in Greenville near Dallas where Texas A&M Commerce College students were celebrating um, coming back to school. And they had some footage, uh, graphic footage, from a scene that um, showed seriously injured people on the floor with people screaming in the background. Uh, where I guess there was up to 20 gunshot victims and multiple fatalities and seriously serious injuries. This is going on on a college campus in Dallas. It is Texas A&M Commerce College. Another mm. now I don't know if any gun laws would have stopped that from happening, but that was a little bit harsh. But it just it recently happened, so I just wanted to tell you about it. No now, kidding, that was. What'd you say? No kidding, that was harsh, man. Wow. That, that, yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it, it never mind. I'm not going to talk about college campuses today. Okay, now former National Security Advisor Susan Rice called Lindsey Graham a POS. You don't know what that means? <laughs> it was doing a recorded podcast episode. <laughs> she was on a panel discussion. And they were talking about the 2012, I guess 2012 through now, Benghazi discussion controversy. So Rice, who was National Security Advisor under the Obama administration, was accused of mishandling, uh, misleading the public over Benghazi. Um, previously added that she thought Trump's decision to pull out of Syria was bat as crazy, right? That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, Lindsey Graham is a POS. See, that's what I'm talking hey. about. You just feel Respect free. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I agree. I saw her on Bill Maher one night, man. I was like, wow. <laughs> she yeah, everybody's being so polite, and then they get mad at you for cursing yeah. people out. But these guys are just yeah. off the rails. Yeah. I say Mm-mm. there's nothing like you don't have to like feel anything about keeping your social decorum when somebody is doing that to you. Those guys lie every day. So... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that she just flat out called him a POS. Now, um, the Pentagon sent a letter to the Defense Department. Um, their Ukraine policy executive called Laura Cooper, telling her not to cooperate with the impeachment inquiry before she testified. So the Pentagon sent that letter to the executive branch, officially telling her not to cooperate in the um, Democratic, uh, I'm sorry, in the House impeachment inquiry, and she ignored it. <laughs> so I just want to say that the, the letter cites administration, uh, uh, administration-wide code of silence. That's going to be used against them. So I'm glad they're testifying because they're not going to go to jail when Barr and those guys go to jail. I guess they're like, I ain't going with you. So apparently you can't get fired for testifying either, but they're telling them not to, which sounds like obstruction of justice to me. Hmm. Yeah. No matter what they, no matter what they do, they try to hide that, but they're obstructing as they go along. Now James Comey, former FBI, um, um, I, I guess he was FBI director, encouraged Bill Barr to dole out details on that new Russian probe as he joked that he is now unemployed. He's an unemployed B-list celebrity, and he'll move to New Zealand if Trump wins again. I don't like Comey generally, but he is still no. out there talking about, because they're supposed to be do, they're doing an investigation on the investigators. So <laughs> Comey is being, but put that out in public if you were doing an investigation. Really? Yeah, but, you know, really? they're, they're going to do that. So we'll see how that's going to go. Now, a company with ties to Trump's younger brother was awarded $33 million of government contracts, sparking no, no. five complaint. Yep. A new report reveals that um, Reston, a Virginia-based um, Certipath, I guess is the company, uh, which owns a firm tied to Robert Trump, was given a $33 million by the U.S. Marshal Service, a contract that they got in June. Wow. They took no, everybody. No. 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 Number Hunter Biden shouldn't be where he is. Exactly. Because, I mean, it's good for his whole family. 
First his of all, sister resigned to being from being a judge because of it. Come on, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. In New York State is trying to bring back up those ethics violations on her, too. Because she made money wow. while she was she was a judge. And on a case that she ruled on, she ruled against a company. Or she, she ruled in favor of a company that she was getting money from. Hmm. So she, while she was being investigated, she resigned so that they dropped the investigation. But New York State is picking it up saying that uh-uh, there's criminal wrongdoing. She's still tied to their foundation. See, so hmm. for all of those people, wow. you know, in the chat and these Trump defenders, I don't know how they're going to defend them against all these criminal charges. Like that just hmm. seems, yeah, seems like a bit much and a stretch that you um, that you want us to believe that. Wow. Yeah, you want us to believe that he's innocent. Now, Al Franken is still out here. He delivered an extended um, comedy bit at a, a political conve- conference on Nashville on Saturday. And, um, you know, he talked wow. about, he did his former impressions of, like, Bernie Sanders and all that. But he did call Trump an idiot. <laughs> and he also... We can oh, tell the truth, now. Yep. Yep, he, he, called him, he called him an idiot while he was at it. So, again, at least if he's out of um, Congress... He don't have no ethics rule that he can't call Trump anything. Really? So it's like, hey, while we're there. Really? So um, in Connecticut, you know, police um, shared images of this canine unit who helped uncover 420 pounds of marijuana with a street value of more than $2 million. Now, again, no prude, but aren't they supposed to stop, like, going after marijuana? Like that's just me. Yeah, I think they're wasting resources. We're skipping to Las Vegas, Colorado, or Oregon, or somewhere like that. Yeah, why, exactly. Why burn it and mess it up? Just ship it out there, man. Put some well, sell it, it is the police, so you know they're probably just gonna sell it. Yep, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably the same thing. They're gonna sell it to somebody. Yeah, it has two million dollars on street value. They're at least gonna get about. Mm, uh, 1.9 It's like um, We just can't let this slide Really? That's just not going to happen Alright so um, A Phoenix cop who who pulled a gun On the the parents When they were with their 4 year old daughter Walking out of a story I don't know you you remember the story where The daughter had like a, a $1 Barbie when she walked out of the store, they, the, the parents didn't know the child had it. Right. And right. the policeman who pulled the gun on the parents of that four-year-old, they that policeman has been fired after yeah. internal investigation. So Phoenix police officer has been fired after he held a pregnant mother and her fiancé and threatened them at gunpoint in front of their two daughters. Now, again, yeah. that story has kind of gone under-reported. But he did get um, did get fired. Wow. Yep. Good. Yep. Now Samantha Ely, I don't know if you saw this story. Thirty eight of Fort Worth. I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but the, the Dallas area with people. But she was charged on Wednesday with one count of impersonating a public servant following an incident at the All Age Park near Trinity River. Now the incident occurred at. Um, Dream Park in downtown Fort Worth on a Wednesday afternoon 
when she approached a group of teens claiming to be claiming that they were too old to play at this park. And one of the teens captured the video, you know, and put it on Twitter Twitter and it went viral. But she said, You guys have to leave and she said that she was a cop and tried to get the, you know, Hispanic girls to leave. So since wow. they caught it on tape, the police went back and arrested her. So she would start, mm. you know, again, people feel their privilege when they can come up to you and say, you got to leave. I'm the police. It's like, who are you? So they charged her for inter- mm. impersonated policeman, a police officer. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if, um, um, have you seen the, the Dave Chappelle Netflix comedy special? Yes, I have. Okay. You know, I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not going to say that. But this, the story is about Netflix, and it made me think, <laughs> think of him. Netflix um, said that they're going to cut back on their comedy specials. You know, the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Wanda Sykes, Kevin Hart. And Arsenio's about to have one there as well. But it, they said that they're going to cut back on the um, comedian stand-ups, and they're going to do more sketch comedy content and specials from comedians. <laughs> were up and coming. But I think I think Dave Chappelle's um stand up is scaring people <laughs> like for Netflix to actually re- release that as a statement. They were like, wait a minute, we got we gotta do something. <laughs> but yeah. If you if you have not seen Dave Chappelle's stand up, I I'm not gonna tell you what it's about, but just go see it. It was That's, funny. It it was really funny. So um there's a, a new um, a new show that's coming out from Yvette, I'm sorry, Yvette Lee Bowser. Like she she did um, the Carmichael show and Marlin, and I think she did Living Single, if I'm recalling her correctly. Yeah. But, but Amber Stevens West, who who was on the Carmichael show, and Bria Brisha Webb, who was on Marlin, and um, she was on a couple other shows. I can't remember. They have both been cast two of the four leads for this new star um, pilot called, um, um, what is it called? Uh, Run the World, right? I think that's what it's called. And so um, if you don't know who Bria Webb is, oh, I'm sorry, who Yvette Lee Browser, she did Living Single in the show Dear White People. I've never watched that show. Have you watched that before? No, I haven't. Yeah, I think it's on. I think it's a Netflix or HBO show. But anyway, so there's a pilot called Run the World. The pilot will revolve around a group of four dedicated best friends who tackle their life dreams in Harlem. So Bria Webb and um, Amber Stevens West is um, the first two selected in that. And also, you know, there's a sequel to the 2004 comedy Johnson Family Vacation with Cedric the Entertainer. He starred in the first yeah. film, so he's set to return. Um, you know, if you don't know, he was in with, gosh, who was in that? Okay, Steve Harvey. Bow Wow, be Beyonce's sister and Vanessa Williams. <laughs> she said Beyonce. Her name is Solange. I'm sure she's going to feel some kind of way about that. I can't her name. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I never can remember her name, so it's funny that you said it first. Like, um, um, <laughs> there, there's a bunch of people in it. And um, I forgot the comedian who was in there, too. There was a... Steve Harvey as well. Yes, Steve Steve Harvey and who's the guy who does the hip hop squares? 
hip hop oh. squares. Yeah. He hosts he hosts hip hop squares. Ice Cube. I don't know. Oh, no. oh, I don't know. I watch that movie should know. Huh? Yeah, so yeah, so they, they are um um he's he's also in that. So they don't know who's who's coming back, it's unknown who will return. Um, but several um they said they anticipate to come back. It's going to be the same kind Good. of thing. Celebrate. Yeah. That's my. I just want to do a little bit of entertainment news. My bad. <laughs> but, uh, okay. I know, I know that I got time for two more stories. So whatever two you have that's good, let's hear them, baby. Well, okay. So, um, well, I, I have a couple, but there's a the um, the German SS guard who was 93 um, was accused of being the cog in the Nazi Germany's you know, murderous machine. He was brought into yep. court in a wheelchair as he goes to trial for being an accessory and killing 500, 230 people. He's 93. How about that for a get over lynching? That dude's 93. Wow. And he yeah. is in court this week for for, uh, for assisting as being a SS guard. Now, um, you know, a frozen food company owner who was the first parent to plead guilty in that college cheating scandal, he avoids prison after admitting that he paid $15,000 to rig his daughter's SAT. And um, um, what's his name? Peter Jan um, Tatario. He was sentenced in federal court in Boston to a year of probation after pleading guilty in May. But he was the first one. So the first one got probation, and everybody else is going to at least do a little bit of time. And by the way, What's her name? Felicity Hoffman? She only yeah. did 11 days. They didn't even give her the whole 14 days. They already let her out of jail. Right. Yeah, I think she got out on Thursday. <laughs> they were like, WP, baby, WP. All right, man. All right. So, um, you know, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, a husband <laughs> cut off um, the rapist of his wife. Cut off his Johnson after his own wife was being sexually assaulted in the Ukraine, and um, he now faces a longer sentence than his attacker. Really? So, wow. Um, he dragged her into the bushes, raped her. Her husband found out and sliced him off with a Swiss Army knife, and now he's probably going to go to jail longer. Have. Person, I know. I don't know what to do with that. Touchy. But I just want I, I had to put it out there, my bad. <laughs> I hate no problem, man. You know, just That's do what you do. Yeah. I can, do I can tell you, do, you man. Gooden Jr. also has been, been indicted on new charges as well. It's a third woman who was accused um, him of sexual misconduct in New York City. So Cuba Gooden Jr. is also in court again. The third woman. Wow. Talk about how has said it all. Crazy in trouble. Wow. It's just me and you. All right. Appreciate it, brother. As always, it's time for our final thoughts and Jerome, since the mic is in your hand. Go ahead and take it, brother. I don't know. Since I took up so much time, I just want to say, everybody, have a good week and stay in the know. Keep it simple. Good stuff. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man. Final thoughts. Look, folks, you know. I, I look at the chat room and half the people in there, well, the majority of the people in there, have white privilege. And you guys act like you don't see it. And it's like, 
you know, your opinion is the only opinion that matters. Well, you, to your, your to that, I say your opinion don't matter damn to me. I don't care what you think. I got my own thoughts. I got my own opinions. And I'm going to keep thinking the way I think. So with that being said, folks, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. Absolutely. In May of 1918, there were what we call the lynchings of that period. There were 13 black people killed by white folks. And the reason why they were killed was because they were looking for the person who murdered a slave owner by the name of Hampton Smith. Now, this man was abusive to his slaves, and so one slave killed him and took off. And so, and you know, injustice in white America back day, then, justice was like, if you were black, you look crazy, we're going to kill you. No trial, no nothing. It happened. Well, a young man by the name of Hayes Turner was also killed and lynched. And his wife, Mary Turner, protested this, saying her husband was innocent and y'all had no reason to do this. When she protested it, these people took her, hung her upside down by her feet, threw motor oil on her and gas, and set her on fire. But guess what? Mary survived. Not only did she survive, her baby survived as well. So you know what they did? They cut open her stomach. They pulled the baby from her stomach and stomped the baby to death. So when President Trump used the words lynching, he has no idea what it means. You folks need to wake up and smell the coffee. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., this Sunday we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Wow show. Just a troubling story when I think about it. Wow. So, for Vanessa May Bell, for Jerome Esprit, for uh, uh, Mr. for our colleague Johnny D, happy anniversary, and for Rich Sister, thank you for your service. And remember, this Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is Serious Side. We'll see you next week, folks. Have a great Sunday. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.